What it do, BTM Tribe? My name is Darrell Aliyah, and welcome back to the Before the Millions podcast. <laughs> Let's get to it. Welcome back to the Before the Millions podcast. My name is Dore Olalia. I'm a former financial professional turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Every week, entrepreneurs and millionaires have strategic conversations on this show to help you design and build your lifestyle business through real estate. For the BTM tribe, this is kind of a special place. As such, new listeners tend to binge content. So you've been warned. Let's get started. Hey, what's up? What's going on, BTM Tribe? Welcome back to the Before the Millions podcast. And man, it feels like I haven't talked to you guys in so long. And although I talked to you guys last week and the week before that and the week before that, it just feels like I haven't talked to you guys in over a month. I mean, I'm in Miami right now. And today is day four. The past two weeks I've been in Jamaica. I'll be in Houston this upcoming weekend and then Dallas the weekend after that. And I literally cannot remember where I'll be the very next weekend after that, but I know it's booked. It's been crazy. Now, there are always seasons in my life where I do a ton of travel. And there are also those seasons in my life where I do literally no travel. And I'm like a hermit crab building my business relentlessly. This is one of those travel seasons. And with that come, well, actually in travel seasons, I actually do more work because I add travel and all the ins and outs of that, but I also add a ton of content and video content that I'm able to produce. With that comes a little bit of the... I don't want to be as consistent as I normally am. You know, a lot of those things, right? But we can't let that hold us back. So anyways, guys, I'm super excited to have you back for this week. And as you guys know, or as you guys may not know for some of new listeners, we've just ended a promotion for my high-level mastermind. We've just wrapped up the first round of my 30K challenge. And the new website is full-fledged, built, and fully functional. And now, guys, the focus... With all those chapters closed, at least for te- at least temporarily, the focus now is my Before the Millions eight-week workshop. So for the next few months, you're going to learn, you're going to discover, you're going to hear a lot more about my workshop, but that's not what today's episode about. That's not what this conversation is about today. Actually, today, I've invited a fella by the name of Justin Wilmot to the show. Now, Justin is a, is a peculiar guy because he loves lifestyle design. And I don't mean in the normal sense that you or I may think of it. I mean, lifestyle design as in, hey, I have this urge to just surf all day, every day, like literally just be on the beach, be in the water. If I can do that all day, every single day for the rest of my life, I would be eternally joyous. So with that urge, Justin took that urge and decided to build a full-fledged business that pays him every single month, whether or not he gets out of bed. And now guess what? Justin does surf almost every single day for the rest of his life. I mean, on our interview, I'm watching Justin looking at the water, just itching, itching to get in, itching to start surfing again, but he can't surf at this time because we're doing an interview. So this is going to be a fascinating episode. We're going to talk about mobile wholesaling. We're going to talk about how to get your real estate deals done virtually, literally just using your cell phone, your mobile device. So again, what is mobile wholesaling and how you're going to be able to get started with that? And then how you're going to get real estate deals done using this concept. Mobile wholesaling, just that term sounds like a pretty good pairing with lifestyle design. So you'll be able to work from a cell phone. You'll be able to make offers from a cell phone. You'll be able to close deals from a cell phone. So not only that, but we'll give you some apps to use throughout this process so that we're not just telling you what to do and how to do it, but we're actually giving you the tools to use it. So it's going to be amazing. Um, And last but not least, you're going to hear about Justin's not so rags to riches story. So it's a wealth of knowledge coming up for you guys. So get your pen and pad out because this is going to be a good one. You know, as I start the promotions for my workshop, I I was just thinking like bringing Justin on the show and having a ton of people, as I always do have on the show, talk about their strategies and what they're currently doing in real estate and uh, maybe uh, focusing on a small portion of their business and how they've been able to magnify that portion and how they've been able to really just hone in on that portion and have that little thing, like take their business to all new levels. And this has been amazing and it's been really, really eye-opening just to help us tweak different parts of our business or maybe hear about new strategies that we haven't yet implemented and go and learn those strategies so that we're more well-rounded. There are a lot of us who are amazed by all these strategies, who actually think these strategies are all amazing and who believe that every single strategy can and will work for them. But we're not wired to just pursue a strategy without kind of just knowing what the ultimate end goal is. Like, of course, yes, we want to be wealthy, we want to take care of our family, we want to travel, but to concretely know what steps are going to be involved for you to get there is another story. 
again, giving you a real estate strategy and you perfecting a real estate strategy is just one piece of your overall business. It's just one piece of the overall puzzle because you can perfect the strategy and not have maybe the right team members to execute that strategy, right? Or you can perfect the strategy and not have the mindset to actually take action or maybe perfect the strategy but not have the tools to actually implement the strategy. I mean, you can actually learn everything. I mean, you know how they say knowledge is power, but we say knowledge is not power unless it's acted upon. Well, this is one of those examples. And I feel like the best way for us to get to the point in which we feel comfortable to act upon the knowledge that we're receiving, especially through means like this podcast, is to step back and see what that big picture is. Let's say you do learn a strategy. What are some of the components of your business that you need to go ahead and start incorporating as you're pursuing that strategy? So what I've decided to do is I've actually decided to open the doors. And this is the very first time I've actually done this to the public. And like, it's going to be amazing. I'm probably going to do this a whole lot more often, but let's see after this first one. I'm actually going to host for you guys who are looking to build your real estate system, right? So again, not just the strategy piece, but the overall system from beginning to end. You want to see how it's done so that you can do it yourself, because you're, you're frustrated with trial and error, or you're frustrated with sitting on the fence and say, well, I'll do it next month or next year, or you've actually tried, but you're not gaining any traction. I have a solution for you guys. I've noticed that, that you know, there, there are a ton of people who would love to jump into real estate investing. And most don't quite understand, well, yeah, I can learn the strategy. I actually understand the, the concept of this, but where do I start with building the business that's going to guarantee my success? So what we're doing again for the first time is I'm hosting a live webinar. Now, I've had tons of webinars before and tons of masterclasses before, but none like this. I'm hosting a live webinar to get on a call with you, to get on a video conference with you and actually show you the exact step-by-step process that I use to build my portfolio from beginning to end. The same exact process that my clients use to completely escape the rat race. Yes, that is what I'm going to uncover on this webinar. It's not going to be one of those webinars we're trying to sell you something or we're trying to pitch you the next product. I'm literally going to show you the step-by-step system that I use and that my clients use so that you can take that system and you can go and implement one of these real estate strategies and start seeing success almost immediately. Justin, today's guest, he's followed this exact same process or a very similar process. And now he surfs all day, any day, all day. And now he surfs all day long. So again, this webinar is going to be a ton of value and it's going to be my very first live webinar, guys. And I'm super excited. I'm also super nervous. So show up and show some support, show some love, come to this live webinar, register to our live webinar because it's going to be amazing. So if you are looking to build your real estate system, if you're looking to start investing in real estate, if you're looking to escape the rat race in two years, not five years, not six years, not seven years, not 10 years, in two years, head over to beforethemillions.com forward slash webinar. Only if you're serious, guys. Only if you're serious. Beforethemillions.com forward slash webinar and register for my webinar today. It's going to be a live webinar. It's not going to be pre-recorded. So you're actually going to be able to ask me questions live on this webinar as I'm walking you through my system, as I'm walking you through that process. The goal at the end of this webinar is to make sure that you walk away with a full-fledged real estate system that you can go and implement starting the very next day. Again, head over to beforethemillions.com forward slash webinar. I'm going to show you how to get real estate deals done. I'm going to show you how to build your systems. I'm going to show you how to build your business, build your team, escape the rat race, hang out with your loved ones, travel the world. Guys, have you been to my Instagram lately? Like I've been traveling. I've been like literally sharing every moment with you guys. So if you haven't already, go go follow me on Instagram. It's my name. Darrell Lally at D-A-R-A-Y-O-L-A-L-E-Y-E. Let me know that you found me through the Before the Millions podcast. Let's connect. Check out some of the exciting things that we're doing behind the scenes at Before the Millions. Speaking of, I'm getting ready to release a ton of video content for my new workshop. So I can't wait. It's going to be all over my social media. So you definitely want to be plugged in. But... If it's something that inspires you, like going to my Instagram or Facebook or the Facebook group or something like that, it's something that has always inspired you, not only for me, but a ton of other people. And you're at a place now, you're just like, look, this is 2019. What I've been doing is not working. The system I've been following is not working or I haven't been following the system. What I've been trying to piece together, it's not working. I need structure. I'm big on structure, guys. If you know me, if you're in my inner circle, meaning if you're in my mastermind or if you're in my workshop, you're a client of mine, you know me. I'm big on structure. Even in freedom, even in lifestyle design, there must be structure. So that's where most of us mess up. We don't have that structure. We don't have that framework. And that's what I love to help people get and garner and build. Because once you have that structure, you have that framework. It's all about. So I'm giving you that structure on this webinar and I cannot wait. Bring your hardest questions. I'm excited. I can't wait. Head over to beforethemains.com forward slash webinar. And I can't wait to talk to you live. 
at the time of this release, the next live webinar or the first live webinar is next Tuesday, March 19th. Again, next Tuesday, March 19th, live webinar, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Now, if you're listening to this episode and maybe it's past March 19th of February 19th, no worries. I plan on doing a ton more of these live webinars. So whether that's once a month, once every two weeks, once a week, I'm not sure yet, but guaranteed we are doing one March 19th of 2019. So make sure that you register. I'm not sure where the next one is going to be. Maybe the very next week after that, it may be next month. But if you're listening to this after March 19th of 2019, still head over to beforethemans.com forward slash webinar, and you might just be in time for the very next live webinar. And again, no worries if there's not one coming up. I will do my best to always have an automated webinar up based on the last live webinar that I've done. So regardless of when you listen to this episode, head over to beforethemans.com forward slash webinar to learn how to build your six-figure lifestyle design real estate business. But if you listen to this before March 19th, I definitely want to see you live. And if you listen to this at any other time, I still want to see you live. Head over to beforethemeetings.com forward slash webinar. Now, guys, it is time to talk to Mr. Justin Wilmot about flipping houses from your mobile device. Let's get into the tip of the week. DeRay's tip of the week. Most people, when goal setting or when looking to achieve something, when looking to get a desired outcome, or an end result or to a target, right? They often fall into two buckets. And those two buckets have a strong, strong, strong correlation with what you do with the fear that awaits you. Okay. So let me say that again. Most people fall into two buckets when they have a challenge or a problem or a goal or a target or end result. And those two buckets are success and failure as it pertains to that target. There's a common trait that all people have or that all people feel or that all people pick up or inherit as they steering down that road, right? They're looking at success and they're looking at failure. And they see that that success at the end of that success is that target. And they see at the end of that failure is not accomplishing that target. And they're steering down these two roads. You can go down the success road or you can go down the failure road. Now, of course, you're like, of course, you'd go down the success road, but it's not that it's not that simple. There is a strong correlation with fear and people's decision making when it comes to which road they're going to travel and they don't even know it. Now, I didn't read this from a book. I didn't hear this from another podcast. Or I didn't. This is literally my observation. So you can take it how you want. But I believe that we all have two roads to travel down when it comes to chasing our goals or our dreams or our aspirations. It's success and failure. And what is going to actually determine whether or not we succeed or fail is this thing called fear. And you may already think that you know where I'm going, but I think that the people who fail have so much fear, so much fear around what it means to be successful, around what it's going to take to be successful, around the limiting beliefs, around what people are going to think. They just have all of this fear. And you're just like, dude, like this fear is like weighing down on you, right? Guess what's even crazier? The people who actually go down the success path, <laughs> They have so much fear as well. It's crazy. It's mind blowing how much fear they have. I mean, they have so much weighing down on them, so much weighing down on them in fear that that's just like, dude, like, how does this, how does this even work? So I'm not saying that there's an absence of fear. I'm saying that whether or not you head towards success or you head towards failure, there's an argument to be made that there's the same ample amount of fear in both paths. So here's my tip of the week and what I kind of want you to just kind of sit on. There's only two ways to go about things. Either you're motivated by fear or you're handicapped by it. So again, you're motivated by fear, you're handicapped by it, but the fear is there. I don't want the people who fail at certain tasks to think that the people who get, who get success, they don't have that fear or they don't get those failures. They have just as much fear. They have just as much, as much tied up into this, if not more. But again, there's two mindsets. And that's why I love talking about mindset on this podcast. Either you're motivated by fear or you're handicapped by it. Which one are you going to choose? It's that simple. There's no magic formula. There's no magic riddle. There's no magic strategy. You have to use that fear to fuel your desire, to fuel your success. Most people are going to let that fear handicap them, whether that's the fear of failure, that's the fear of success, that's the fear of the unknown, that's the fear of others' judgment, 
they're going to use that fear and be like, I can't do this. I won't do this. It's not the right time. I don't have the money. I don't have the support, whatever it is, but they're going to take that. They're going to use and they're going to fuel it to their failure where most people who get success, they're going to be like, man, (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have the right structure. I don't have the right team. I don't have the time. I don't have the money, but (sighs) dude, I'm scared as I don't know what, but I got to keep going. I got to keep going. Matter of fact, this is my story. I can't wait to pass this on to somebody else to say, you can do it too, because I've been able to do it. So the more and more they, they kind of do that self-talk, it's like they're convincing themselves, they're motivating themselves with that fear. <laughs> do you notice the subtle difference? It's not a different fear. It's the same exact fear, but you're responding to it in such a different way. So either you're motivated by fear or you're handicapped by fear. You pick. Now, I didn't mention this at the beginning, but there may just be a small, 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 small subset of people who are just like, dude, like I'm fearless. I have no fear. And you may be jealous and envious of that person. And that's cool. Me personally, if I run into somebody who's in that small subset of of, I'm fearless, I have no fear. Here's what I have to say to those people. If your fear is non-existent, then I personally do not think you are striving to your full potential. You may think that successful people are successful because of the absence of fear. Like, oh, he's so fearless. He's a go-getter. She's phenomenal. She has no fears, but that's not it. They're not successful because of the absence of failure. They're successful because they keep going towards that thing that they fear the most and they have a relentless desire to succeed. So again, guys, in a nutshell, either you're motivated by fear or you're handicapped by it. If fear is non-existent for you, then quite frankly, you are not striving for your full potential. So my tip of the week is to take that fear, is to garner that fear, harness that fear, is to make that fear bend to your will so that you meet success. Now let's get to the show. And now your feature presentation. I want to introduce you guys to today's guest, Mr. Justin Wilmot. Justin, how's it going today? Great, man. I'm stoked to be here with you, buddy. Stoked to be here with you. Thanks for having me. All I see is palm trees. Where are you located? What's kind of going on? It looks like you're living that ultimate lifestyle design dream. Yeah, man. I call it a little sliver of paradise. And that's why I don't know if I want to really want to tell you guys exactly where I am. But <laughs> no. yeah, man, it's a little town in Florida on the east coast of Florida called Flagler Beach. I and mean, this is where our headquarters are. Uh, my real estate business and my real estate education business is stationed here right on the a- beautiful A1A. So all you, any of you Jimmy Buffett fans out there, you definitely have heard the infamous A1A. We're literally right on A1A in the ocean in the background the whole night. I love it. I love it. So what are your plans right after this podcast interview? Dude, as soon as we're done, I'm trying to paddle back out and surf before it gets dark. It's, uh, okay. it's good. <laughs> Those cold fronts that come in from the Northeast, they swing down here to Florida and they create great swell. And today has been really good. So yeah, yeah. we took a long surf break for surfing today <laughs> and I look forward to getting yeah. I'm looking at Justin right now and all I see is nothing but palm trees. And Justin is literally eyeing, eyeing the water, just dying to get in there. So let's jump into, into the time machine really quick. Uh, let's get awesome. to know, like, and trust you. Let's kind of figure out where your beginnings were. Like, when did you start having some of these thoughts like, hmm? There's something out here in this in this real estate world, and there's there's a way for me to to create or design my future. I mean, when did you first hear about real estate, and what were some of the things that you were doing at the time? Man, dude, it's a really good question, I, and this is a, a topic that I'm really passionate about, you know. But dude, it's hard to give you just one answer because we can talk about the bug when the entrepreneurship belt bug bit me in the ass, or we can talk about the real estate thing. I want to talk about the entrepreneurial bug first because okay. this is just to let you know, this is a real estate podcast, but man, at least 30, 40, 50% of the entrepreneurs that come on the show either mm-hmm. ha- aren't investors, have no capacity in real estate, but they're, they're amazing entrepreneurs. And we love to study mm-hmm. what success does and what success breeds. Totally, All dude. the models are the same, but as far as you being an entrepreneur, I think that you have certain qualities and you have certain stories that you can highlight that are really going to give value to the audience. So let's start there. What, what was your entrepreneurial journey like? What was the unfold? of it like dude i love that man i love that question yeah and i am definitely an entrepreneur through and through man i have three companies and three kids is what i tell everybody when they're like hey man i can't get a hold you bro where you been i said three companies three kids three kids kids. (laughs) own a real estate (laughs) real estate investment company real estate education company a brokerage firm and do some side investing so it's a busy life now the entrepreneurship bug man it, it, it actually thoroughly bit me well if i go way back i'll say this and sometimes i'll be honest i really don't like telling audiences this because it, it can potentially give people a crutch we're like okay well he grew up that way and so that's why he's an entrepreneur which and, and i just want to say this because to say it's not true so my grandparents the italians you know immigrated here moved into boston massachusetts 
long story short, bought a bunch of land after they busted their butt <clears throat> working for the man and uh, built one of the New England's largest campgrounds called Boston Hub KOA Campground. And I worked on that campground and it took a little, you know, it took a little while, but by the time I was eight or nine, I was like, holy crap, this is really cool that my grandparents own this. And I was, you know, riding my bicycle around like I was boss. You know what I mean? Like I was, and thought I was the shit, man. <laughs> you know, I, I thought I was the shit. I was like, I'm the boss. And so if, I would be lying if I didn't say that that didn't affect me at some point in level my DNA. But anyway, what happens, right? Life goes on. I become, uh, I move here to the beach, you know, parents go through divorce, move here to the beach. And I've lived here pretty much my entire life. I actually moved here when I was eight, went back and forth to Massachusetts. And, um, Dude, I just became like the whole lifestyle thing, but I looked at it the wrong way. I just became like a burnt out surf bum. Nothing wrong with that whatsoever at all. But it started getting a bit mundane. You know, smoking weed underneath the pier every day, you know, no ambition, waiting tables, just living the beach life. And it was fun. And I still traveled and it brought me to Central America and Mexico and all this crazy parties and surfed professional amateur. So it was cool. I was on tour, like just doing little things for, you know, like little, uh, like events and, and such. It was cool. And then one day I met my high school sweetheart. She's smoking hot. And I was like, this chick's not going to stay with a dude that's smoking weed every day surfing. So I just said, and by the way, nothing against any of that. You know what I mean? But do you, but she's like, we need more. And then, um, I just couldn't stand working. Uh, so here's where it bit me, dude. I'm waiting tables at a local fish market from like 2 p.m. till literally we don't we didn't close the restaurant down till like 12 o'clock at night, one in the morning sometimes. Go to my girlfriend's house smelling like a nasty fish, you know, like reeking like fish, dude, like just drenching in my skin. They wouldn't even come out in the shower sometimes. It was so bad. And I was like, this is it. I, I can't live like this anymore. This is just, there was something in my heart that said, dude, you can do more. You know what I mean? I'm sure you've Everybody's felt that it's listening. Like you're like, you look at yourself and you go, I can do more. Like, I just know I can do more. You don't know where that voice necessarily comes from, but I didn't at the time anyway. That was it, dude. I said, I quit literally that night. I texted or no, I didn't text. I don't think texting was around. What did I do? Oh yeah, I did. I texted one of my friends because one of my friends was the boss's cut, uh, nephew. I said, dude, I'm not going in. <laughs> I'm done. Started a car washing business, mobile detailing car washing. Did well, eventually turned to a yacht management company because my passion is in yachting. When my dad moved here to Florida, he became a private yacht captain. And um, I grew up on boats and yachts. And not ours, by the way, so no money. So no crutch there. <laughs> <laughs> but we did always have our own boats. And, um, you know, that was my journey. And it was trial and errors up and down, but it became, eventually became extremely successful. And my number one client, buddy, was a at the time the world's largest luxury condo developer and they own a bunch of amazing a lot just amazing waterfront real estate here in florida and then they bought half of grand bahama bank and they started building what was going to be the world's largest resort casino 2008 hits they go bust first thing that everybody in that company cuts is their yacht management right they're like they're not worried about their yacht they're worried about paying their mortgage right yeah. And so I threw everything I had savings, you know, by 26, I was making well, almost a half a million dollars in that business. And a lot of it was cash too. And, you know, it was amazing. And then when it tanked, it tanked. I desperately chased it, desperately attacked it through every resource, every dollar I had at it. Looking back now, it was a pretty dumb move, but I didn't want to go down without a fight. Went down, declared bankruptcy on that company. I mean, it literally lost almost 95% of my clients. It was just impossible and did what everybody probably has done, right? Started Googling for other answers, dude, you know? And uh, man, dude, oh. I, it took, I bought what felt like every book and course under the sun, dude, for, for 18 months trying to learn this real estate game. So that's how I became an entrepreneur and that's how I ended up in learning real estate. <laughs> how old were you at the time? Uh, at that time, dude, when that company was crashing, 23, year, 23 and 24 years old. 24. Okay, so I mean, you were you were a successful entrepreneur like early in your life. Like you, you had saw success. You knew what success looked like. Yeah. So yeah. for you yeah. to return back to quote unquote something like smelling like fish, that wasn't yeah. that wasn't an option for you. Right, dude. So you started looking at other other means. You're like, well, there, there has to be something else that can provide with me with at least at the very least the lifestyle that I am accustomed to, the new lifestyle right. I'm accustomed to. Right. What can that? And also, too, what's wild too is don't forget, you know, all of my clients. Like, I, you know, when it branched, I still had the car district and I had the yacht district uh, branch of what was called Epic Detail at the time, and all of the automotive people were all salespeople for the real estate company, and those guys were balling. 
you know, Escalade, Range Rover, you know, Lambo, Ferrari, the whole thing, dude. Everybody there was making a million and up. Every single sales agent, which by the way, it's interesting. We weren't even licensed agents. They were just salespeople for the developer. Kind of wow. Yeah. Wow. It was all in-house. They never, they never represented anything else but that guy's product. That's how big this guy was. <laughs> yeah. So, but obviously, right, that must have planted this seed. But I'd tell you what's interesting, you know, I mean, check this out, Duray. I, I never, like, looked at them and said, oh, I want to get into real estate. It was just, I think, the environment that I was in, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I, maybe, maybe that's why it, it grabbed my attention when I hit good old Google. Right. Yes. And so, yeah, man, it was just not an option, dude, to go back to, to smelling like fish and working for, and that boss of mine was a total, like, like verbally abusive, physically abusive to people. He wouldn't do it to me cause I was a jitsu guy, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, he was, but he was verbally abusive. It's just like yeah. really bad, bad guy. But what's interesting enough, you know, many years later I see him out and uh, I give him a hug and I thank him for being such an asshole because I was like, dude, you changed my life, man. And I, he's like, really? How? Of course, he's wasted in the ass. And I go, because you're the biggest ass I've ever met in my life. <laughs> and he, honestly, but here's where we have a great relationship now. He goes, he goes, dude, that's awesome. He is like, that's why I'm hard on you guys. Like, I want people to win. And he goes, when you left, I knew you were going to do something big. So mm. it was really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so what, what was that big thing? Like you read, I mean, I think you said something about 18 months or 18 books. You, you read all these books, you got all this knowledge. What, yeah. what spoke to you? And maybe it's not something that spoke to you, but maybe something that you, that you were just like, I understand this. This is simple and I can do this. Like what, what, yeah. what stood out to you at the time? Great, great question, man. So of course, like most people, HGTV, I had the dream of fix and flip, but then when I started going through the reality of it, I said, okay, this wholesaling thing makes a lot more sense where I can use no money, no credit, doesn't matter, right? No money, no credit, no experience. I was like, well, I'm qualified for that shit. <laughs> no money, no credit, sign me up. So I learned about the flipping contracts. And yeah, dude, you know, I, I tried and tried on my own. And the God's honest truth, dude, is a lot of times people think it's like a plug for coaching and mentoring. But if it wasn't for a coach or mentor, I, I finally hired a coach, man. I, I took two stabs at it on my own. I put two properties under contract. I couldn't flip them. I used a thousand dollars of like my last thousand dollars that I had, dude. Like it was like no more money lost that escrow deposit because I couldn't perform. So I was like, and I had the courage and and I did not want to quit. So I did it again. And guess what? Same effing thing again. (laughs) I was like, all right, I'm going to do one more stab. I need a mentor. So I hired a mentor, dude. I hired a mentor. Now, you know, fast forward him and I are actually, I became his most successful student. We're doing business together. Now we have products together. We've made millions of dollars together. So. And that's awesome. And we want, and that's what we want to kind of get into. We want to talk about how you've built your business. Like I love wholesaling. And I think we've had plenty of guests come on the show and talk about wholesaling in 2019. The, the focus is more so these entrepreneurs, these investors that are building these lifestyle design businesses, how are they doing it? I mean, just hearing from you for the past 20 minutes, your business model is very similar to mine. The way you started is very similar to me. Like I, I mean, but I started with rentals, you know, I started with rentals and then when I ran out of money, I was like, well, I don't, what am I going to do? Um, and, yeah. then, and then I found wholesale and I was like, Oh, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And yeah. it, it's crazy because when I started building my coaching and consulting platform, it was my students. Like my clients were like, Hey, like, okay, like I bought my first rental, but I don't have any more money. It was literally me trying to solve my problem and my client's yeah. problem to where I stumbled upon stuff like this. So yeah. that's when my coaching and consulting business really started growing. So I want to get into awesome. your story and figure out what, what prompted you to start coaching? What prompted you to start consulting? How did that, and, and then what did you notice about what that was doing for you and your joy that allowed you to keep going with that? So that, that's a really good question, man. So, so two things, I'm going to be super honest, right? One, I obviously saw the financial side of it, right? That it's a great in addition to, and the reason I really actually started taking it seriously about thinking I was going to get into this education space and the coaching and pretty much literally giving my recipe, my experience and putting it on digital video format and giving it to everybody was because dude, at my little involvement in my own real estate business, like I didn't need to anymore. I had acquisitions, operations, right? And so I just didn't need to do it. And then dude, it just bit me. And I realized holy crap, I actually really thoroughly love coaching people. Like it's super fun. Now, of course, there's times when it's a pain in the butt, right? <laughs> yes, Josh, I'm completely coachable. And then you get to talk to the completely opposite, yeah. you know? But for the other part, man, I, you know, I also realized, dude, since I was a kid, I've been a talker, if you can't tell already, you know? And I enjoy it, dude. It's, I don't know, it gets me energetic. It gets me, it's renewed passion. God's honest truth, dude. Like we celebrate my students' success we don't even celebrate our own deals anymore. Like I should, I should change that, but it's not even a part of the culture here at my, here at the, here at the Freedom Mobile headquarters. We celebrate 
other people's check. You know, I close, like nobody cares. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's expected, you know? Yeah. So it just bit me, man. You know, it was like one I looked at as like another great supplementation to the business because my mind to be candid, dude, is I'm always thinking about expansion. Whenever I hit my income goal, I'm never satisfied, dude. Every single time I was like, okay, I want to make a half a million dollars in real estate. Boom, hit it, felt nothing. Barely even celebrated. Million dollars. Boom, hit it, nothing. My wife turned, we went, we went to dinner and she, you know, and she's like, how do you feel? I'm like, I honestly feel nothing. Like I don't, like I feel nothing. And you know, boom, two. And it's, every benchmark is just like, you know, I just look for more. So I'm always looking to bring in more income. <laughs> so, so that first time, Justin, and I want to slowly walk through you building the coaching business and then we'll get into wholesaling and mobile wholesaling in a minute. But that impetus, you know, and I know mine was when my going back to mentorship and coaching, mine was when my mentor said that before you proceed with any type of real estate transaction, before you go any further, I need you to create a platform. Like he created a platform. That, he told me that's what I needed to do. And I was just oh. like, no, no, I need to go buy more property. I need to invest. He's like, Duray, stop. Create yeah. this platform and see what this does. So that was my impetus. That's how I kind of got started. And it wasn't until after I created that platform, then, then I caught the book. So it was an after yeah. effect. But how did yeah. it happen for you? Yeah, very cool. Well, for me, dude, it was just when I hired that mentor, you know, I said, I went, I'm going all in. This is my last, like my back was against the wall, dude, you know? And so I made a promise. I'm going to do whatever this guy tells me to do. Anything. I don't, if he tells me to jump off a bridge, I might just do it. <laughs> <laughs> and so I did, man. And uh, one of his first set of instructions. So you guys got to keep in mind in the story here, this is all 2008 and nine. So real estate was like the plague, right? Everybody's like, oh my God, freaking out. And I'm really just getting in, right? So at the time, it's foreclosures everywhere. He says, dude, go meet the number one HUD broker in your market. Well, I'm on this little beach, this beautiful beach down here. There's no RIAs. There's no real estate investors. There's nothing. There's no resources here. There's no investors in this town. So I had to go to Orlando, Florida, which is an hour and 35 minutes. And I would drive there, dude, three times a week. I put property. So anyway, I, he told me to meet the HUD broker. He presented on stage. I was nervous as heck. Just came out of a failed company. I'm like, who am I to go introduce myself and ask this guy to take out lunch? All kinds of limiting beliefs, self-doubt, not worthy, blah, blah, blah. Go to the bar, take a shot of tequila, walk right up to him, shake his hand. Hey, my name's Justin. I'm an ambassador in Flagler County. I'd like to take you out to lunch. He goes, great. I love Denny's. I'll see you there tomorrow at four o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I went on to flip at least 35 government-owned properties, HUD properties with him from that, from, from that meeting on, dude. He helped me flip my first deal. You'll never forget your first deal, right? Pecan Street was mine. Let me ask you this because this is interesting. I'm currently hosting this challenge. It's called 5K in 30 Days. And mm -hmm. I'm having people reach out to... to brokers. And, you know, I'm getting people with so many different types of responses. And, you know, some people are, are like, man, like this, how does this work? I don't think this is going to work. And, you know, one question I, I'm prompted to ask you is when you know that that broker told you, hey, meet me at Denny's at four tomorrow, do you have this feeling or do you, do you have an overall feeling? Or do you know for certain that these brokers are doing like lunches like all day, every day, because there's so many new investors that are looking to, to get into wholesaling or to get into real estate. Is, that, is this a common occurrence for these guys? Yeah. Well, I mean, keep in context where the relationship sparked. It was at RIA, right? So a real estate investor association. So obviously the dude's open to meeting people. And um, he was a smart guy, man. God rest his soul. Dude, his name was John Huguenard. He passed away from cancer just recently. And um, that guy is responsible for, I can name at least a dozen people that are doing very well in real estate right here in Florida, central Florida and throughout Florida because of that individual, because of that man. He, for some reason, dude, he loved it. So in a way, did I get lucky? Yeah, but I love the, the quote, you know, luck is when opportunity and preparation, or actually, I forgot it. Well, how's no, it go? No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's something like <laughs> luck is when, um, or it's something like that, right? But yeah, it's, it's not. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. So I just took action, dude. And the guy just happened to be, I didn't know this though, right, dude? I didn't know that he was a guy that was going to be open to other new investors. I had no idea. He was up there like the big boss and he was big. He was like 400 pounds. He's a big boss, right? And um, dude, I did not know this at all. So just like anybody listening to this, you don't need to know, honestly, you don't need to know anything. You need to get, you need to find somebody that you're going to faith in, listen to them and take their, take their instructions and do it with feeling the fear anyway. I was full of fear. Tequila helped me get over it. So yeah, dude, that broker, it's just, it's just, it was the environment. It was a RIA. So, you know, yeah. And don't forget, dude, also it was during the foreclosure time. So it was just a very smart thing to do at the time because there's, you know, 
foreclosures were literally, I'm in Florida, bros. <laughs> Every other house was an REO. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, can, I can imagine. And so, so let's progress down your path a little bit further. So you start doing these deals and you start making some money and you start building yourself back up to where you once were. Yeah. Again, when, does, when do you build your first product or when do, you, when do you decide it's time for a product? It's time to have something to offer that is... Dude, what a great question, dude. I built the first product called the 10-Hour Wholesaler, which is kind of what I'm known for, Justin, the, the 10-Hour Wholesaler. And I built that in around 2014, I think, 2013, when the market was just changing, dude. Like I was um, getting like a freaking pig, man. Just I was literally getting REOs handed to me on a silver platter from a different broker, right? So I also knew as time went on, I flipped those HUD properties and then I got into fix and flips. So I kind of left out a huge chunk of the story there, right? I got, then I went all into fix and flips and I'm doing three to five fix and flips a month by myself as a solopreneur literally burning out, literally went to the hospital, but I was able to do all that, get all his properties because I built a phenomenal relationship with the number one broker in my county. And he was the broker from Fannie and Freddie's. So he would get the, he would get the, the, the sheet. It wasn't even a listing. He was just getting the lead from Fannie or Freddie and then calling me up. And at that time it was completely legal. And then sanctions started coming. Hey, has to go on the market for 24 hours. Then it said, Hey, has to go on the market for, has to go on the market for 10 days, owner occupant only. And then they started weaving us out. You know the deal, right? Yeah. They just started pushing us out like we did anyway, but they're going to love us again. The next downturn, buddy. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> they're going to love us again. And yeah. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. I can't wait. I can't wait. I love it. I can't wait till the market tanks, dude. I just, yeah, I'm like, it's coming. It's coming. I'm a kid in candy store. Yeah. <laughs> that was your first thing. How did it first start doing? What, what was it like? How did you, how did you market it? The market shifted, dude. The market shifted. And I said, I need a different and easier way to profit. I'm no longer getting these foreclosures handed to me from this broker. And so then I started a local RIA. Check this out. I'll shorten up the story. One of the guys that came to the RIA, teaching these guys how to do stuff, how to wholesale and shit, right? And he goes, hey, Justin, I got this deal over here on, I remember the streets called Black Bear. And I got, I got this deal on Black Bear. Here's the numbers, but I don't have anybody to buy it. And I like this whole wholesaling thing that you're talking about. This guy was a developer. He builds houses. And he goes, I like this wholesaling thing. You're talking about what should I do? How can we just make some cash real quick without buying this thing? Because it's got a bunch of problems. I don't want to deal with it. I said, um, let me look at the deal. Dun, dun, dun. I was like, oh, okay. Dude, three text messages, a couple phone calls. I sold it. We partnered up 50-50, right? So he added me to his purchase and sales contract and we sold it to my buyer and I made $10,000 and no exaggeration, like 15 minutes, 10 grand, right? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, dude, I think the world should know about this. <laughs> so, so, and this was the impetus of, of, of mobile wholesaling. And first off, I mean, it sounds amazing, by the way, but I want to kind of clear that up for the listeners. What's the difference between wholesaling and mobile wholesaling? Good. Another phenomenal question, bro. So the difference is like most ideas I get, I was out surfing and uh, Costa Rica is a place that we go to a lot and I'm out there and during a session and I'm like, dude, what's a way that people are really going to learn instead of like all these instructions and these videos and, you know, in theory, why don't I just walk somebody through a deal? And then that same day, get this dude, my, one of my kids knocks over a drink, ruins my, this computer, you know, my laptop, my Apple, right? And here we are literally on the coast in Costa Rica. You know, I'm like, now, now I'm out of commission, right? But I had my phone and they had 3G at the time. So it's slow as molasses. And I say, well, I got my mobile phone. And I downloaded a couple apps like DocuSign and a few other things. And I literally, for, and I, so in context, guys, I'm there for a month. I stay for, in Costa Rica for a month at a time. And dude, I completed four deals, three or four deals, simply from apps on my mobile phone. Hence, mobile wholesaling. Hmm. Start to finish, my man. I'm power of attorney, so I let, my, I let my, my operations manager sign all my documents for me. If you don't have an operations manager, doesn't, don't worry. You can hire your sister, brother, sister, whatever. You just give power of attorney through an article. Oh, my God, I forgot the term of it already. <laughs> but it's like a power of attorney, uh, power of attorney uh, corporate resolution documents. Yeah. And, yeah, and you can assign power over to them. And so that's, that's how it came, dude. I literally, through three mobile apps, um, not only closed deals that I already had pending at the time, but continued operating business, getting seller leads, buyer leads, and closing deals, right? Signing off on deals, and of course, access to our, to our CRM all through my mobile phone, dude. And uh, it was because I was forced. My computer broke. And that's, that's often when our ingenious ideas come about is when we have a problem that we're trying to solve for ourselves. And then we're like, oh, this is an opportunity to serve. So yeah. now that you've kind of done your first, I guess, your first mobile transaction, this is like 
okay, well, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. Some listeners out there are like, well, that's all nice for Justin, but I'm not an experienced wholesaler. I've never done this before, and I don't have yeah. systems, things like that. Is this possible for me? What's yeah. your answer? Yeah, dude, I thoroughly believe that the way that, that we operate as a mobile wholesaler, it's easier for the person that has never even done a deal before because it forces you to operate like a real freaking business, meaning we're doing deals that I'll never, ever, ever see. Dude, it's so funny. Like I drive down A1A here to go to my house and one of those, the very deal that ended up going into that course, right? That we just modeled the whole thing. I drop by it every day. I've never seen it. And, and, and one day I'm driving by with my assistant. She goes, actually, that's 18th street. And I was like, no shit. <laughs> and so it forces you to run a real business by leveraging other people, systems. And, and that's it, dude, a process. Like, and a process can even be an email saying, this is our protocol. This is my expectations. This is my deadline. So mobile wholesaling forces you from day one to learn how to flip houses 100% virtually never seeing them, leveraging technology and people. Dude, it's amazing. It's one of those things to where, I mean, a lot of the listeners may be like, man, this all sounds amazing. I love it. And, you know, you guys may move on to talk about Justin's lifestyle, which is what I would normally do. But I know that some of you guys are really interested in mobile wholesaling and how you guys can take advantage of such a, such a phenomenon, right? So mm-hmm. we're actually going to get some strategy in and talk to you guys and help you guys uh, just kind of create that outline, that structure so that you, you can actually go out. And if you're pretty experienced, you can pick up on some of these concepts here in this one episode and go out and get a deal. Now, if you're not, we're going to give you the framework. So we're going to give you a lot of good information that Justin probably normally doesn't give out. So we're actually walking through his course and going and giving you the largest nuggets there. So if you're interested in setting up your, your, your mobile wholesaling shop, here we go. There are three Dude, steps. You, you are <laughs> squeezing it out of me and hooking up your people, man. I like the way you roll, dude, hooking you guys up. So, I dude, step, man, step one. So, the foundation that everybody needs is a buyer's list. And I don't, not in buyer's list like you guys might have heard. I want you guys to have a relationship, a legit, real relationship, meaning you've either spoken through phone or just like this through online, right? Through Skype or Zoom with at least four landlord buyers. How are you going to pull that off completely mobily? So freaking simple. Download the app, fiverr.com. Okay. When you download the app, you just type in cash buyers in the search field. You're going to get multiple virtual assistants that provide them. There's a few VAs that are preferred. If you want to know my preferred ones, buy my course. But there's a few VAs that are preferred. The truth of the matter is it's all public records. I'm really just screwing with you. It's all public records. Any VA you hire is going to give you the same information. It's just different prices, different data comes with it, right? But we do really do have preferred ones that just condenses all that in one nice package for us. So you go to Fiverr.com, type in cash buyers, and tell them, I want all of the following non-entity buyers who have bought in two or more properties in the last 180 days in whatever your county is, not neighborhood, not city, county. You want the whole county. Non-entity, two or more in the last 180 days. Get the list back. Get that sucker skip traced, right? So send it to like Skip Genie, REI Skip, whatever. Get that list back. Start cold calling, okay? If you don't want to cold call, guess where you go again? Fiber.com. That's right. <laughs> and so there's people there with five stars that have been doing it for years. You go to Upwork.com, um, download the, the, the app Upwork.com, and find yourself a phenomenal rock star. By the way, this is a very important task for somebody, so do not get some $3 an hour, you know, brand new gig. Get somebody that's killed it, five stars. Other real estate professionals are using them all the time. That's the person that you want, right? No reason to reinvent the wheel, man. Just tap into something that's already working, bro, right? So there you go. So they're going to send you warm leads. You're going to follow up. Hey, my name's Justin. You spoke to my assistant, whatever. And I just want to introduce myself. Okay, so now you've built in your buyer's list, right? Before we move on, are you you going to step two? Before you get to step two, I want to interject. Okay, so before you get there, man, this is awesome because like I mentioned to you, I'm doing this challenge and there's so many different ways to wholesale. Like you think about, I hear your strategy and I've never heard this before, right? And I've I've interviewed so many different wholesalers on this podcast and I hear their strategy. I'm like, wow, that's pretty clever. It's crazy, but there's so many different ways to acquire a buyer's list. There's so many different strategies to implement. And I think, before we kind of move on to everything else, I think what I want the listeners to take away from everything that everybody does is nobody's wrong or right. I mean, just as right. phenomenal. What's going to be wrong or right is your consistency. Yeah. Woo. So you spit on fire, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't care about the, like, I mean, you can do bandit signs. You can you attack pre-foreclosures. You can do whatever, right? Everybody's right. making money in every market. 
Yeah. And I mean every market as far as every strategy and every market on this planet. Like somebody, somebody in that market is making money. So you can attack any strategy. And of course, some strategies are going to give you more results than other strategies, right? But the what what I what I've determined over my short stint as an investor is that it's all about consistency. So you pick one of these strategies, you pick a mentor, you pick a coach, you pick a path to go down, and you just you just attack it. I mean, you talk about this this building your buyers strategy. I'm like, this is amazing. This yeah. is this is I, I want to go try this right. And yeah, you know, one of the ways that I was able to do it in the past, and one of the ways I teach in my challenge, like it's just a short 30 day challenge, and I'm not giving away like a whole bunch of information. I'm giving you like kind of what we're doing now, but it's more broken down. And the reason I'm doing it is because I know that I have you know clients that are going to work with me long term and full time and, and for yeah. the next few weeks and things like that. But I want yeah. people who maybe don't have access to me or don't have the resources or, or just getting started. I want them to be able to be like, hey, like, let, let me test the waters. Let me see if I can make 5K in 30 days. Yeah. And one of the first things I have them doing is similar to this. I said, hey, you know, to build this list, the first thing you want to do is go out and find these cash purchases in your county. If you can have a realtor pull that list for you, they can do that. And you will literally have access to homes that have been purchased for cash in the past 90 days. You look at those homes, you, you, you plot them in Google Maps, you start looking at clusters, you start looking them up on the county site, you start noticing that some of these buyers are the same people. Again, doing the same thing that you're doing, skip tracing, actually going through the property records and finding their mailing address. I mean, there's so many things you can do, right? And once you mm-hmm. do that, you contact these people, you tell them what you're doing and be like, Hey, like I noticed that you're already investing in this area and I already know the type of property that you're looking for because mm-hmm. I've seen the property that you bought in the past. So I know what area you're investing yeah. in. Yeah. Property it's in black and white, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no way that you can ever be like, Hey, I'm not interested. Yeah. No. Like yeah. if I have a deal, would you mind, would you, would you want to take a look at it? 10 yeah. times out of 10 times, you're going to get a yes. You're so, going to get a so, yeah. So, yeah. So what's number two? What's next? So number two is just real simple. Download DocuSign. <laughs> We're on a number three, bro. That's it. <laughs> uh, DocuSign. <laughs> just download that shit, right? It's a lifesaver. Because you, you guys need a, process, a, a system, a platform to actually deliver offers, right? Like the way I, I, over, I almost oversimplify things, right? And then I like to get granular to help people. But dude, there's only two things that matter, guys. Your relationships with your cash buyers. Yep. But by the way, not fix and flip buyers. I still develop. I still fix and flip. I got half a million or a million dollars worth of real flips right here on the, on the island right now. I'm your, if you're a wholesaler, I'm your worst nightmare. I'm your worst client. You do not want to, that's my belief. That's the way I operate. You, you don't want to flip property to me, dude, because I'll beat you over the head. You got to go get a property contract for 50 cents on the dollar in a red hot smoking, in a smoking red hot seller's market. That's not what I do. <laughs> that's not what I do as a wholesaler, right? You know? And so, yeah, man. So, so download that app so that DocuSign, so you have something that you can make a lot of offers because now you're going to need to make a lot of offers. And so number three is you need seller wait, leads. Wait. Before that, or I mean, this may actually be after number three because it, it yeah. probably is, but depending on what your number three is, but you said you need to make a lot of offers. What yeah. do you mean by that? Yeah, dude. So, 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 so yeah. I'm at about 30 offers to get a deal. That's where I'm at. Yeah. 25 to 30. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what does that mean? What does that mean? I mean, I want to kind of break this down for the listener. That's like, man, I don't know how to measure my results. I don't know if I'm doing things right. I don't know if I'm doing things wrong. And yeah. you know, going back to you're at 30. If you know that you're getting an, a, a deal one out of every 30 offers that you're making, well, mm-hmm. you know, your criteria, you know, your sweet spot, you know that, Hey, if I'm getting a deal, one out of every 10 offers that I'm making, and it's usually one out of every 30, maybe I'm offering too high. Maybe something, something's wrong with my system because I know it's one out of a 30. And if yeah. it's one out of 30 and you're, you're getting one out of a hundred, well, maybe you're offering too low. Something's wrong with your system. So now that you have that dialed in, you're able to say that, but somebody who's just now starting out, what does that mean? One out of 30. And how did you even get to that? Well, we have this formula that I call the justified offer, and that's actually my mobile wholesaling program. And, and that's just what I do in order to what I call a logical offer, a fair offer. I had a realization again one day surfing, <laughs> and I was like, dude, I got a feeling that sellers, like every time my acquisitions or even myself were almost, you know, negotiating, debating with a motivated, or not a motivated seller, just a seller. And then he's like, hey, Bob sold this house for 125 And it's the same house right down the street. And instead of like trying to say, you know, argue with him, just agree you know? And so this justified offer process allows us to logically go through the process of, Hey, Bob, the buyer, I understand. And I agree, brother, you can list your property for 125. Do you mind if I, uh, now real quick, I'm obviously a professional, so I do for a living. Mind if I go through some numbers with you real quick? And dude, we just break down the reality. I mean, you know, you flip houses when you list a renovated house for 125, what the hell do you actually end up with on your settlement statement? Exactly. And a 125, is it? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> it's not even close. No, so, yeah. yeah. So I was like, had an epiphany. I was like, dude, 
these sellers, like we're not even getting re realistic with them. Let's help them see what life is really like. Let's like I, for me, I can show them flips. I can show my listing for two twenty five, and then I can show my settlement statement for six months later what I actually netted. Right? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yo, yo, this is all real world expenses. So anyway, it's a whole process. So we use that process to to get more accepted offers. So when I'm like saying you gotta make a lot of offers, dude, I say thirty, and I and I really went high there with you. But I mean, you know. Dude, there's been plenty of quarters, right? Months where, you know, it's like, there's been plenty of times where I've just done 10 offers and gotten two deals because we're not trying to make them for 50 cents on the dollar all the time. That makes sense. That makes sense. It, it really does vary depending on what you're doing. So do you see where I'm going, dude? I'm not, yeah, yeah. I'm not making offers. Like I'm making offers for people that are buying no matter what, yeah. right? Like I'm, I'm making offers for people that are building their rental portfolio, yeah. you know? And so, yeah. So that leads us to number three, dude. So literally this is overly simple. Um, download the Zillow rentals app, filter out the property management companies. So it's just FSBOs rental. Now here's the deal. Remember what I did in step one, I got hyper-focused and hyper-targeted and have a real rapport, a real relationship with the buyers. That's the problem with sitting out here. Everybody that knows me drives by and punks the freaking horn. I'm like, dude, you guys know I'm recording shit. Come on. <laughs> you know, and so it, it's about the landlords, right? And so I have real report them and we look at like common, the common areas that they're buying in. So now that I have confidence that like, I'll have like, let's say one neighborhood, let's say like in Orlando, there's one area called Pine Hills, AKA Crime Hills. And in Pine Hills, right? If I have three guys that are buying there, I can now confidently hyper-focus on landlords and go bonkers in that neighborhood, just that neighborhood, because I have security. I have, I, I have trial one, two, and three, right? And so I'll just go bananas, dude, with all landlords in that area, man. I mean, we really go insane. So we look for everybody that's FSBO, meaning anybody, anybody that has attempted to rent their property out by themselves on Zillow, avoid management fees, avoided their, that cost, that, that means something, dude. Like you're pinching pennies, man. I mean, you know, you've had rentals, dude. You're pinching pennies. If you don't have a management company, it's because you want that extra cash flow. Well, it also tells me life may not be that awesome. And so I'm going, so we're, we're cold calling them, dude. And our cold call process is relentless. We call them up to four times so they put us on a no call list. I mean, dude, it's, it's I mean, we go hard, man. We'll, we'll mail them. We do ringless voicemails um, through Scipio. We track everything through our, our call rail or ringless ringless voicemails through Bumber. So yeah, man, you know, so sip three, dude, to make it simple is just you guys now have your buyers. Now you have your software in the middle. It's going to help you actually make offers. And in order to get these seller leads that the leads that you're going to make offers on in the first place, dude, just go to public Zillow. It's simply public records, guys. It's just, it's, you can go to MLS, you can go, but if you go to the MLS, guess what you're missing? All the FSBO stuff, right? Yep. Yep. So, yep. so, so the MLS is not the Holy grail. A lot of people are like, Oh, you are the most accurate shit. Dude, Zillow is simply data mining where people get messed up is the Zestimate. Yeah. Leave the Zestimate alone. By the way, I do think the Zestimate is getting pretty scary accurate these days. Don't you? <laughs> it, it is, especially I'm in a non-disclosure state, so it's a bit different for oh. me, but. Oh but yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. So then that's it, dude. We, you, that's one way. That's just one way of multiple ways that we get seller leads and get buyers and all that. But guys, if you want to simplify this business, my friends, dude, four relationships with phenomenal landlords in your market, download Zillow rental apps and call the heck out of all of those people, yeah. you know, and uh, ask if they want to sell their property, you know? And the thing is, if we're using like my justified offer process, you don't need to put the property in contract for 50 cents on a dollar. That's why it works. Because if your property is worth 200, I'm not making an offer for a hundred mm -hmm. and insulting yeah. you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love that. Man, this has been powerful. And again, guys, I told you guys, I was going to pull the, I was going to extract the nuggets from, from Justin and I did that. So hope you guys, yeah. hope you guys enjoyed that. Now, going back to getting from in the business to now looking back on the business, like you've built this, this educational platform. And what's crazy is the other day I was looking at starting some new marketing channels and figuring out where and where I needed to be to have more exposure, right? Things like what you're doing, like guesting on podcasts, all that stuff, right? And I do every, all, all that stuff. And um, one of my mentors um, mentioned that I need to start being in bigger pockets a whole lot more. Like I'm not on bigger pockets. I don't really, you know, I don't really, my, my audience is, they're, they're not even on there. They don't even know what bigger pockets is yet. Like they're just now getting in tune with all this stuff, right? And right. But I thought about following his strategy and just start, I was like, let me just start posting. Let me start helping people on bigger pockets. Things I already do like on Facebook and all these other channels. And I went to one of these forums and I saw your name yeah. and I was just like, Hey, I'm interviewing him in like two days. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty active on here, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, so 
So, so my question to you is what has been, now going back to this, this educational platform that you've built, what has been the, the number one marketing tool that has grown your plat- platform for you? Well, it's surely not bigger pockets. Me and bigger pockets have a love hate relationship. You know, it's part of the part of the world that we're in where people can freely express certain things. And, and dude, my, so my biggest, are you looking for my biggest source for my education business? Yeah, of like we, yeah. Where are you seeing, where are you seeing the most growth at? Where are you seeing the most? Traction? Dude, I'll tell you what, man, I made another smart move because, and so I, before the camera started rolling here, I told you that quote, right? Like I'd rather John D Rockefeller's, I'd rather have a hundred percent of, I'm sorry, 1% of a hundred people's efforts than a hundred percent of my own efforts. Well, I've, I've adopted that dude a while back. So in this business in the education business, once the smartest moves I ever did was my first mentor. Get this, dude. My first mentor that I hired to be my real estate coach 10 years ago became his most successful student. Stayed involved, stayed communicated, helped him with testimonials when he needed it or showed up to a location, right? Never asked for a damn thing in return. When I created my first product, the town wholesaler, I pitched it to him. I said, dude, I did this. I don't know what to do. And he goes, oh no, it was before it was even put together. And he goes, dude, just finish off the product. Go try to market it yourself come back and tell me how it does. So I put it together. I don't know anything about nothing, no marketing, nothing. And I make like something small. Like I, I think I literally posted it on Facebook, dude, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And I was just like, Hey, I got this new thing. And I, you know, hit submit, right. It made like 15 grand and it was a $97 product with no OTOs, no nothing, no funnel, just literally a VSL of me, which by the way, it's all me. I don't know anything about copy. I don't, I don't even, I didn't even know what the word copy was at the time. I, like, <laughs> I swear to God, I was like, copy, copy, who you copy? Wait, copy, don't copy me. You know, it's like, no, like, no, no, dude, that's, that's what it's called when we write <laughs> grips. I was like, oh yeah. shit, okay. <laughs> and, um, and, and so I knew nothing, right? Anyway, it does that. He looks at it, he goes, oh my God. So smartest movie I ever did, did a publishment deal with my man, Patrick, right? Mm. And I did that deal 14 years ago and I allowed them to really publish, right? So just like an author who writes a book, he's not distributing that book to Barnes and Nobles and it's across the world, right? He gets a publisher or now you can self-publish now. But so I had him, he hosts all the content, cert, all of these aspects that are necessary to deliver our messages to the world. He took care of so I could focus on my real estate business, my growth to my team. And uh, dude, that was, we've now done three products together. One of the most is the lifestyle real estate investor. And um, dude, we've literally, you know, like it sounds like braggadocious, right? but we've literally made millions of dollars together by that type of relationship. Man, that's how you're, you're inspiring me. That, that is awesome. That is fantastic, yeah. my man. So, yeah. I mean, that's how, that's how we put the cherry on the top, man. So this is, this has been amazing. And I've been able to walk through your journey and your two, I mean, you have multiple streams of income, but these two prominent headhunters, these, these, the educational platform and the real estate that you're doing has been amazing. And I'm so happy that you were able to share your insight with our audience. And I know they've gotten nuggets that they're going to, they're getting ready to implement right now. Like there was like a, a little 45 second little, little audio soundbite that I, that I know there was like six nuggets in like with apps and different things to do. And people are going to have to rewind that over and over again, but it's all going to be in the show notes. Lifestyle design acceleration hacks. What is your favorite Before the Millions book? Dude, I'm going old school on you, my man. How to Win Friends and Influence People. Dale Carnegie, it's, I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's the Bible of business, dude. Like, if you have that, then you, I don't care about NLP or marketing or not. Dude, if you can fairly, like, you can't just read it, right? You got to, like, be it. Mm. Mm. That, hey, look, that's a quote right there. You can't read it. You got to be it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. This is going to be my favorite question on this episode because you've already dropped a few and you may want to reiterate those. But question number two, what is your favorite lifestyle design app? This can be a business app or tool. Ooh, man, there's a lot of them. But yeah, I got to stick with Fiverr.com and Upwork.com. I love it. I love it. And we're going to throw DocuSign in there as well because that's step number two. So that's yeah. step number two in your three-step plan for uh, yep. mobile. So th- that's well, gonna be- yeah, DocuSign has to be in there, bro. <laughs> <It's got to. laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. So what do you enjoy most about the way your lifestyle is currently designed? Well, I mean, you're kind of look. I don't know if you're if your subscribers are seeing the, the video they, as well. They, but describe it. They can't. What are we What are we looking at? Because I I, t- <laughs> I told them in the beginning. I see nothing but palm trees and beaches, and you just keep eyeing the ocean water. But but what are we looking at? <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, like we got the Atlantic behind this, right? And um, you know, we're on the deck overlooking some of the most prime real estate and and flag. Yeah, and I'm yeah, sorry, baby. Florida and and on the east coast of Florida. 
you know, right next to my office here. I got a huge deck. You can't really see the whole deck, but right next to here, we got the world's most infamous, I'm sorry, the East Coast just won the best beach bar on the East Coast of the United States of America. Uh, oh. So my point is, man, lifestyle, dude, like that's, you guys are seeing this common theme. You're like, hey, this guy uses a lot of people to do a lot of things. Like, yeah, because I want to be able to just, like, I'm all about environment, man. I'm, I'm a big into environment, you know? Like, I want to be where I want to be. Mm. Right. Me too. me too. Me too. Oh my goodness. No, no true word spoken. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. What were the sacrifices that you knew you had to make before Ooh. to get oh, to man. Win? Yeah, dude, before this, it looks all sweet now, man, right? But it was bloody, you know, to be completely honest. It was a bloody buddy. Even when I found real estate and success, I didn't know how to handle the success, dude. I didn't I I did a lot of dumb moves, didn't track stuff, didn't pay attention to my money. Yeah, you know, I, I made a lot of mistakes, man. And uh, and what were some of the hardest? Is that kind of the question? Well, what did you have to sacrifice to get to where you are today, dude? Late nights, sacrifice. <laughs> you know, dude. Actually, dude. You know, a lot of people say that, dude. But I didn't really sacrifice a lot. I didn't sacrifice a lot of late nights because I am a. I do like to go out and have a good time with, especially with my wife and friends. But here's what I do, dude. I sacrifice chunks of my life. So, for example, the ten hour wholesaler that's literally done millions and has changed the way of. Thousands and th dude, I have over a hundred thousand subscribers of that, right? Like, like it's changed the way. See, brother, um, it's changed the way, dude. That like people wholesale houses, and dude, the sacrifice to build that product. I am not kidding. I thought my wife was gonna check me into a psych ward. Like, dude, I was up until three o'clock in the morning for. I, you won't believe this, but I swear to God, for like three weeks straight. Like, dude, just up writing on a notepad, right? Thought, 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 thought. See, I had the epiphany when I did the deal with the guy at the RIA. Boom, epiphany. But dude, I knew, remember, I knew nothing about product, about teaching, about marketing, nothing. So like I had the epiphany, but it's not like everything else was there. So dude, I sacrificed chunks of my life. So here's my message to everybody. When you want something, go all in and create a box and block out everything. It's not that your life has to be like that forever, but take a sacrifice for that amount of time to build it. So if you're like, hey, I like this whole mobile hosting idea, then dude, my friends, guys and gals, do whatever the F it takes to put yourself into a box. Take two weeks off of work. Be prepared to get fired if you don't go back. Yep. And put yourself into this ridiculous zone and go insane for two weeks. If it takes till two in the morning, then do it because I promise you this, the results on the other end are completely worth it as like, you know, you know what I mean? Like this, this building was on my vision board, dude. And I did not intentionally get this by this building. I actually bought something else. Actually, I leased something else. Some crazy deal went down, got kicked out and well booted, illegally booted, right? And then um, ended up acquiring this building, which happened to be on my vision board when I found it last That's two crazy. years ago. That's yeah. crazy. That is amazing. And one of the one of the thoughts that comes to mind as you as you work tirelessly to kind of build your first product was, you know, going through that same experience and going back to coaching and mentoring. And I don't know if you had any experiences like this, but man, like having those, I mean, I had that same experience, by the way, like three, four, five weeks, like building out a system, of course. And, you know, <clears throat> coaching and mentoring is so valuable because the first time I did that, I actually failed. Like I, I put my blood, sweat, and tears into building the system and this course right. that I thought it was actually based on house hacking. My first, my very first one was was a house hacking course, and I put my okay. blood, sweat, and tears into it. And um, it was around the time that I got fired from my job, so I needed to be successful. Dude. My real estate investments hadn't yet picked up yet, and mm -hmm. I was like, okay, here's my product, guys. What do you guys think? Justin crickets, crickets. <laughs> Not a single soul. Oh man! And I was just like, I was just like, so I, you mean to tell me I, I dedicated the past three, four, four months of my life, four months of your stay, life, stay, staying up until three a.m. and nothing? No. And then again, I went similar to what I did in real estate. I went to go get a mentor in that area, in that arena. I'm like, hey, teach me. What? How do I be like again? Learning from somebody else's. I mean, I'm not reinventing the wheel. Mm -hmm. And just a simple concept, and I'm sure it's something that you probably do now. But just a simple concept of, hey, you need to first prove that you have a marketable product. You need to prove that you have a product that people want. And even though you have a product that people want, it doesn't make any sense you going into the lab, you going into the cave and not coming out for the next six months. How about you create that very that, that, that very first module, you create the outline ahead of time, but you create that very first module as a yeah. live class, as a, as a live course. When I started Ooh, yeah. doing like that, 
it was just yeah. like well, I was leveraging my time so much better. It was yeah. live. I was getting feedback immediately. So I was able to tweak the course while I was creating it. Mm. That's when courses and, and coaching and consulting, I was like, oh. And again, just going back to having that right, just one thing, but it's mm -hmm. all going back to having somebody who's been there before, who's done it. Yeah. You would have paid 50 grand to learn that one thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so it, man, man, just now, I feel like we can talk about so many different things all day. This is, this has been amazing. Let's finish out your questions, man. So next question, who was essential to your growth before the millions and why? Ooh, I got it. Like, dude, I have great family, man. Like, like I, 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 that's, that's one version where I will say that I might be lucky than other, more lucky than other people. My environment, everybody around me saying, Justin, you can do it. You can do it. You know, my, my dad, phenomenal support. Like there was never a thing I would like, cause I was, I'm like this crazy visionary, right? Even as a kid, way before an entrepreneur, I'm like seeing all these crazy shit. He just like, you can do it. You can do it, you know? And so he was a huge influence, man. That's huge awesome. influence, just that, just you can do it. And I was like, started finally bu buying it over years. So I'm like, I can do it. And I eventually, maybe he did, so I'd shut the heck up, right? <laughs> but I eventually stopped saying these crazy things cause I was like, say in my head, I'm like, I can do it, you know? And I'm like, <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> I love it. That's beautiful. Man. That's, mm -hmm. that's, that's awesome. Okay. So last but not least, why do you think so many of us are stuck before the millions, even though we have every intention of getting Ooh, to the millions? I love that question. Dude, information overload, shiny object analysis by paralysis, name it what you want. You've heard all those cool things, but like, here's what I'm thinking, dude. Like you can hear us right now and you go out and take action or you can just go read another blog. It's your choice. Like, like it's your choice man like the truth is dude like what i just told you guys like what i just said like my three steps i swear to god if you actually go put in action you will get results you will flip the deal now i don't know when i don't know how you will likely run into actually no you can guarantee you will run into obstacles that make you want to like divert you know be like you know what this what he said there yeah that it's not going to work for me you know or these vas suck or i don't know how to find a good one or the leads i just got are horrible or, or the skip tracer sucks you know you'll have all of those experiences but the truth of the matter is if you stick to those three things you'll get results and so the choice is yours just like you said and uh interesting enough there there like that's one of my favorite songs by a band called stick figure is called the choice is yours and so i'm like oh my god this is what's like in the real estate business <laughs> i love it i love it man th Justin, this has been an amazing episode and again we've learned so much about your journey we've gotten so much insight on your business and how you've been able to grow it and last but not least we've learned about how to get started mobile wholesaling i mean this has been amazing like this is a master class stamp of approval let's go market this product for 9.97 because that's how good it is right <laughs> yeah yeah it is really awesome. awesome dude awesome so, so the listeners want to learn a little bit more about you they want to get plugged where can they find some of this information well you know what it's really i'd rather you guys just go to justinwilmot.com that's justin w-i-l-m-o-t.com and you'll just learn more about me and then like the different products and, and coaching abilities and just different things there my story is there free stuff is there you know some cool free videos and just learn about you know the lifestyle there what we do justinwilmot.com JustinWilmot.com. Yeah. It will be in the show notes, ladies and gentlemen. Awesome. So that's what we have for you guys today. Justin, thank you so much. And thank you for all the value that provide, uh, not only to my listeners and my audience, but what you do in the community. I've seen it and you're doing big things and you're giving back. And we are the trendsetters. We are the people who are actually forging the future for others because we're making new entrepreneurs. And I love that. So Justin, thank you for all that you do. And we'll talk to you very soon. Dude, thank you, man. It's awesome.